What's up, sluts? I am currently in the middle of my West Coast tour. Just finished up with XBiz in LA last week, and I'm leaving for AVN Vegas in a few days. In today's episode, I am sitting down with Annie also known these days as Goddess Annalisa, <laughs> who is the project manager for the Queendom. All business inquiries go to her. But she is also a longtime friend. We met in Bali and supporter of the Queendom since the very start and has just recently ventured into online sex work herself. <laughs> she joined me at XBiz, and so today we're going to be sitting down to recap it and share our experiences. So, fuck yeah, it's a porno party. Let's <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> Dreams can come from nightmares too. The queendom will take over you. Dreams can come from nightmares too. The queendom will take over you. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Thy Queendom Come. I am your host, Queen Lo, and like I said, today I am here with my friend and uh, Queendom fucking team member, uh, Goddess Annalisa. <laughs> G'day. <laughs> I mean, that's the obvious. That's, the obvious. <laughs> that's what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> You may have heard her in previous episodes, her cute giggle in the background. <laughs> I have finally uh, been able to get her on the mic herself. At this point, you don't really have a choice. I mean, you were at XBiz with me, and I feel like you have a lot to say. This week was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. So first of all, what is XBiz? XBiz is a networking conference for the adult entertainment industry. So... Before I really get into what it is and actually what it practically looks like, I think a lot of people probably uh, have a lot of expectations or a lot of thoughts, you know, perhaps like porn stars hanging from the ceilings and like what it kind of networking is going on at an adult entertainment industry event. Uh, so what did you expect being quite new to this? <laughs> yeah, you have to remember that I'm still like dipping my toe in this industry. So I'm coming from... Guatemala, where I was in small villages and I was at a kink retreat and I just explored my sexuality at a, a play party and there's all this high sexual energy and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to LA to go to XBiz where it's going to be like LA energy of this, <laughs> like chaotic sexual energy. And I was like, am I ready? Am I ready for this? You were like, like, what's yeah. expected of me? Yeah, what's expected of me here? <laughs> um, and I think it's interesting to note, like, you are so new to this world. You're so informed in a lot of ways just because of how much you've dove in the last several months well, since through experiencing it through you. Yeah, but you, I, we lived together. We did. We lived together. But you've been exploring your yeah. own sexuality yeah. um, personally as well as professionally in a sex working space, which I think is beautiful. And we're going to have to do an entire episode on your own personal journey because I think you actually are close. It's similar to a lot of people listening to this coming in. It's very new. Yeah, being new in this industry, I feel like because I still have one foot in the wellness space and I'm hearing the stigma in social media and the people I talk to, uh, the questions that they have around this industry, I can still connect to that side as well. So I've got this this view and this expectation coming into XBiz being like, what is going to happen <laughs> what am I going to be witnessing what <laughs> what orgies are going to be you well, know because that's what people think of the the Porn adult entertainment and, industry yeah. uh I mean we even heard it at the expo we were outside having a spliff and we heard these two guys you know they came as participants participants yeah. of the expo this weekend and they were having this conversation about a porn star that they had seen inside and one of them was like yeah like you think she just like wears this kind of like all the time like she's just like this like all the time this is just like her and the other guy was really adamantly explaining to him that this is just a persona like this is a a role that 
she plays. This, this is, is still not, work. She, this is work. Yeah. Like, and it's in one sense, it's like she's also she's she's a human being, like yeah. a normal human being who goes to work and works her ass off to be successful and has to walk through fire to actually exist. So you have to you have to know that there are some fucking qualities fucking formed in wrought iron fire uh, there. But a lot of people just don't see that. They see stigma. They see shame. They see their own projections. <laughs> so I understand. I remember when you were asking me about what should I what should I expect going in? And this was my first ex-biz. Um, but I have been within the industry and around the industry enough to know that there are some incredible people, very serious and professional and fucking wildly intelligent and um, well-spoken and adaptable. But with that being said, I mean, the first night, the first night within a few hours of us being there, of us carting in our shit tons of bags and clothes <laughs> and having a cute little bellboy, like, <laughs> can't help you. <laughs> We've got like 11 bags. <laughs> it was 11 leaving because all of the bags of sex toys and just shit and merch, wonderful merch. I'm wearing merch right now. Uh, I'm going to have to drop. I'm going to have to ele elegant angel and pay for your porn. I'm going to have to figure out hashtag pay for your porn. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, on the first night, within a few hours, we did. We went to an industry cocktail mixer and I was signing a uh, slut ass with a red Sharpie, like branding all these um, men in the industry. And they were not subs. That's what's funny. Like, they're not subs. <laughs> they're not like my clients. Like they were other professionals, you know, we're just in the industry having fun. <laughs> this is just um, Queen Low in her element. <laughs> this is just me and my element with like people who get my element, you know, like they play along. They play along. It's a game. They understand like, it. Most of them, a lot of them like don't drink the Dom sauce. Like a lot of them don't drink the Dom sauce, but they fucking, they're here for it. Like, they're like, ah, <laughs> like they, I, I, this is fun. This is interesting. <laughs> I also had the first night a sub uh, from Twitter deliver a giant bag of weed. Big old bag. To me. <laughs> and then he, and then he kissed my feet and, uh, and fucked off and left. He, he stayed for a little he bit of a little podcast bit. episode. We recorded a little bit yeah. of a podcast episode. Yeah, he was chilling. And, and he was chilling for a bit. A and then sub. he, yeah, he was a good sub. He was quiet. <laughs> and then he left. My mom was like, well, did you even smoke a joint with him? <laughs> And I was like, honestly, no, there was just no time for that. But he like, the pleasure is the service. The pleasure is in the service. Oh, he got so much. There was what, how many of us? <laughs> there was, was me, like, you and Domina Augustina there. Yes. And three, so three got to breathe our air. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> He was so happy when he walked out yeah, that door. Like, and I, I closed the door. I said, bye, have a good night. Get home safe. He starts skipping. <laughs> <to the loo. laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still smoking that weed. That weed's going to last me. But with that being said, <laughs> that was the first night mixer. And then we took, our, we took our asses to bed at a fucking, you know, healthy time. We've got business uh, starting tomorrow. Um, so... What did you actually experience throughout the week? Yeah, I mean, even when we were talking about recording this episode at the start of the week, I was thinking, you know, it's just going to be our shenanigans. Like, <laughs> we got complimented a few times, like how we're dynamic together. And it's just kind of this energy that we bounce off each other. And yes. That first night, we were the most unhinged. Like, <laughs> I, and that's pretty crazy that that's the most unhinged. That's like, the most unhinged. You can and see it on Instagram. That's like, the, like that's it. Everyone's general, so professional, <laughs> and like I was just so admired by what I was experiencing every day through the networking events or at the panels and sitting and listening to these professionals who are empowered in their own right and their work and they're passionate about this industry and this community. Mm -hmm. And my admiration and inspiration keeps kind of growing from what I've experienced this week um, in terms of the type of consent that we felt in all environments there, the respect um, even the men that you were able to sign mm -hmm. as as Queen Low sluts, even though they're not subs, they respect the work. 
They respect your work and who you are as a dominatrix. They understand what a dominatrix does, the dynamic. Mm. And they don't have this shame. They've got so much free sexual expression and identity. And what I experienced was me even feeling more in a space of where I belong because I value health and I value freedom of speech and I value unconventional things because I'm a unique human being and haven't been able to find my own place in the world because of that. And I find this community is that where I've been able to find a sense of belonging because of my uniqueness. Because of all your uniqueness, exactly. Because of just being me. And I saw that throughout the week. Um, I met this couple who were in their late 50s, maybe 60s, and they just started content creating together. And now they're writing scripts for um, studios. And it's like their image, their self-image of themselves, like their confidence, they're, they're wanting to explore something new. They came from mainstream vanilla background and they decided right now in their life they wanted to make content. And I was meeting girls who don't look the normal beauty standard, which is what I was experiencing coming to LA from traveling like a backpacker for a little bit. And they go against the normal beauty standard because they're just in their own uniqueness. Mm-hmm. And so even that inspiration of... No, what, what's powerful is being me and I can find a belonging in a community where we all just come together as a dysfunctional family. Truly a dysfunctional family. Um, somebody said this week that, you know, the whole world is out to get us, but we really do band together. Sex workers are at the forefront of fucking everything, everything from innovation to thought to movements like look who band together during like the me too movement it's fucking sex workers because freedom of sex and sexuality is a fundamental human right that bleeds over like what happens in this community bleeds into women and people everywhere mm. and i love this community for a couple of things that you said like we can't go to a bar or a club without getting groped and cat called and you say no and no is not taken you have to say no five times and that is something that going back to my days in the lifestyle in LA and just exploring BDSM that I thought was so beautiful when you can go to a sex party and the levels of consent and respect and seeing someone as a human being are so much higher than at a fucking club or a house party. And people in the sex work industry are under a fucking microscope. So they have to hold themselves better. Not only in that way, one of the things that continually blows me away in this industry is how we are under a microscope in every single aspect. Not even just sex workers, like academics who study sex work, academics who study sex history, there were support who support sex workers. They have to go through fire to exist, as do we. Mm -hmm. We have to literally fight for our right to have fair banking to say what we want to and express ourselves the way that we want to. And we had, there are legitimate business owners there. I mean, this is a business and you see people speaking and telling their story and talking of ways that they have literally had to defy odds to simply exist and fight for what they believe in. And it's so fucking inspiring. And watching them speak and knowing how much they've paved the way for where America is at right now in that fight. And you heard it on the stage in that last um, Free Speech Coalition panel. There were women there thanking other women in, yeah. the, in the younger and older generations for the work that they've done. Uh, to lead us to this point and how we've just got to keep coming together. And it was that community feeling consistently throughout the whole week. That was like one of the biggest things for me to experience and feel so connected with as well of like, wow, this community is where I want to be. And I trust and (laughs) believe in you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I hope so, because you just kind of like blindly followed me here. (laughs) Voluntarily and a lot of consent. (laughs) 
A lot of consent. Consent is important. <laughs> Obviously, you go to the fucking hotel rooms and performers are performing and creators are creating and shit's going down. I mean, go to the XBiz official Twitter page and some of the creators who were there and you'll see the sexy fucking shit that was happening. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, <laughs> they kept it in the fucking privacy of their own hotel rooms. Well, like the hotel staff was even telling us the, how right, much the restaurant. they love yeah. this community because they're so respectful. Like, I don't know if you've ever walked into a real estate or tech conference, but the shit is mayhem. <laughs> fucking bitches and blow everywhere. Okay. <laughs> like, like fucking guys hanging all over you, like all that sorts of shit. Like it's truly impressive the way that the sex work community fucking represents because they have to, because they fucking have to, because the world is out to get us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's really cool too about the adult entertainment industry is that it's a fucking, it's an industry. And people are invested in it because of that. I mean, at this conference, you have people in AI, in tech, in holistic wellness, in education, in fucking academia, in geography. Geography. Literally, geography. (laughs) In banking. Like, you have all of these people across industries coming together to improve the industry and to make it better and to do their part to make it more ethical and and healthier. So what was your experience in the end? Oof, wow. Well, I'll be thinking about and processing and pulling from that for a long time. (laughs) However, the big thing for me this week was advocacy and the community and honestly remembering my own why. Like, why am I here? Why do I do what I do? Why do I talk about it publicly on a fucking podcast? And I had just released the new kind of edition, (laughs) the new life, the new version of the podcast just a couple weeks before XBiz, where I officially came out to the world, uh, the civilian, the civilian (laughs) world as a sex worker, as a dominatrix. And I have felt, uh, I'm sure what any sex worker feels in that moment. It's like, wow, (laughs) the world doesn't know how to digest. (laughs) You You were feeling a lot of weight on your shoulders. I was feeling a lot of weight and I was feeling um, a lot of being exposed You know, whereas when I started this three years ago and I was just a hot girl running around in lingerie and exploring BDSM and the lifestyle and kink and openness and, you know, what a lot of people see as sexual deviancy, that was a lot. I knew that was a lot. But when I crossed over into official sex work is when I started feeling a lot of pushback from people. And the funny thing is, is I feel the weight of being exposed, but I also feel the weight of not being exposed enough because I've fucking sanitized myself. I've sanitized my journey thus far (laughs) because of the own fears I have and the shit and my like upbringing and my Christian background and the people who see me, who used to know me and see me now and like, what the fuck is she doing kind of thing, right? And I am a human. I feel that. But what I also feel is this weight of responsibility to not only speak and share stories and destigmatize the human experience, but ultimately to represent this community well and my community well. Like you said, we are standing on the shoulders of giants of people who have come before us, a lot of women who have come before us and I feel the weight and the responsibility of that, of the fact that these stories and as sex workers, like we connect with such a such an intimate and vulnerable aspect of humanity. Anybody who thinks that sex work is about sex, that (laughs) porn is just about fucking, that, you know, meeting a dominatrix is just about kissing your feet. Like, I think they have worse, <laughs> worse interpretations of what a dominatrix is than that. <laughs> the looks that I get, <laughs> I can't imagine what you get. No, it's Wait, so the- true. Oh it's so true. <laughs> You're naive. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a naive look at sex work, but it's also a naive look at sex. Mm -hmm. It feels like a scared look at it to equate it to sex to just fucking like rabbits. You know, it's just it's 
Um, and I've always believed that it's more and it's life force and it's beautiful and it can be. And, you know, to your point of you come into this space from the holistic wellness and in a, in a way, so do I. And there are so many people in this industry who also do that. Mm-hmm. And they are mending that gap. And they are, a lot of people in this industry are trying to do it in an ethical way. They are trying to fight for the ability to exist safely and to participate in sexual expression freely and in a safe way so that terrible, awful actors don't and can't. And one of the definite highlights of the week for me was sitting in the Cupcake Girls panel. And Cupcake Girls is an organization based out of Vegas, and it's a decriminalization organization that fights for sex workers. They provide care. They provide everything from housing and health and education education and support, and they meet they meet sex workers wherever they are, whatever type of support that they need. But the biggest thing that struck me was that Amy Marie, who's the uh, new executive director, um, she has been, I believe, for two years now. But when she took over that position, she actually required for them to switch from an anti-trafficking organization to a decrim the day after she signed the day after she signed her papers yeah (laughs) and she's actually done some fascinating like there are some articles online if you look it up uh, look up cupcake girls amy marie amy marie merrill there is actually an article right there on google uh, where she talks about the difference between sex trafficking and sex work and the difference is consent and the reason i connected so much to this story of the organizational shift is because 10 years ago this May is when I left for Amsterdam and I was studying social policy. And at the time, I was on the volunteer staff at a big mega church and I was a student at a private Christian university. And I was going to Amsterdam to fight trafficking, like 100%. <laughs> my article, my my thesis, my paper was going to be about sex trafficking. And I still have my journal where on the first day I'm there, like any fired up American college student, like I just know everything. And I'm writing in my journal about all these poor girls being trafficked in the red light district. And oh, God. Gosh, you know, and through the course of my studies and through interviews and through learning, actually listening to the sex workers who were living the experiences I was writing about and that so many people write about and through listening to them, my entire worldview was shifted, changed I have chills just thinking about it because everything was flipped on its head for me. My research paper ended up being about why sex work needs to be uh, legalized in order to prevent trafficking. Because once sex workers are given rights, they can be protected. Nothing pisses me off more than people who are against sex workers and want to talk about their morals and want to make them have this come to Jesus moment when you won't even give them fucking basic rights to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck your morals. (laughs) um, And I came back from that trip actually wanting to renounce my citizenship for the United States because I felt lied to and I wanted to join the red light district. Like, I actually (laughs) wanted to Move to Amsterdam, fucking marry Dutch, because that's the only way you can get proper housing, which unfortunately, obviously not. Apparently, if you have a shit. We sh- found yeah. out, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows if you have a shit ton of money, you can get anything. Um, I was going to marry Dutch, renounce my citizenship, and and I wanted to experience the red light district and i'm a fucking ethnographer at heart like i want to be in the shit to learn i want to experience it like and that's when i came alive for this work in this field when i was confronted with my own beliefs from my own background from my own what i was taught and it was put on its head for me and and that kind of started my my journey and from there going into sacred sexuality and learning about how sex is is our life force and it's it gives us life and it creates every day forever and it's not just 
sex, right? It's creating. It's our ability to create and manifest the lives that we want for ourselves, being in touch with pleasure and what feels good and knowing what doesn't feel good and having the the confidence and the love and the respect and the boundaries within oneself to be able to communicate that what feels good and what doesn't. And I'm so passionate about that and talking about that, which is why I started the podcast years ago, because I just wanted to fucking talk about it in hopes that like if people feel less weird, if people feel more normal and people don't feel so angry, then the mindset will shift, the culture will shift, and then ultimately legislation and policy will Mm -hmm. shift. And I don't believe since the time I did a semester of pre-law in college and was like, this is not my way to change shit. Like because because legislation doesn't change mindset. It doesn't change culture. Like culture changes legislation. And for me, being reminded of like why I put myself in this position, like why I choose to exist, (laughs) exist in such a way that, you know, Mike Stabil with FSC said something in one of the panels of like, we choose to put ourselves in hostile environments all the fucking time. You know, There are people that are like Alison Bowden who talk about going to dinners with extremely like conservative people who who want to like ban sex work and they're like against sex, against all porn. Like there's no conversation. It's black and white. And they go to these spaces and they fucking fight for us. And the the energy that they receive, like they they do it anyways, you know, they do it anyways. And that is so fucking inspiring to me and the fact that like change is happening and like Mm. there is a cultural shift where people are trying to get in touch with a part of their humanity that is so deep and and vulnerable and intimate and the people in this industry are on the forefront of that fight Mm. yet again yet again (laughs) and that's what came up a lot I felt like this week was creative ways that we can try to normalize human sexuality of destigmatizing this worldwide view of what sex workers have to fight every day um and like you say we felt that in the panels the last day was the heaviest yeah it was the heaviest day and like talking about this now we can feel the weight of the complexity of like how deep these issues are but how we kept coming back to each other each day and saying remember the why because this is why, like your passion for it. I've known you for a really long time and the passion that you have for the, this, com- not even this community, just human rights of being able to have access to your body in the way that you choose has been so powerful. And that's why it's it's so great to be part of this podcast as well, because your the, the way the podcast has come about has been through that passion. And this is, I feel like this week has really helped you to hone back in on that destigmatization, normalizing the conversation, sexuality, sensuality, how we bring that together. Yeah, how we bring it together. And thank you for that, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I've spent the last two years specifically really investing in my business and myself as a dominatrix and my clients and learning um, and becoming the best that I can be. And I'm constantly learning. Like I said, like fucking closer you get to the sun, the further you feel away. (laughs) But I've really been inspired this week, reconnected to my why of why, you know, I got into this 10 years ago, which was the protection of sex workers and women and the health and the freedom, like the ability to express oneself openly and safely and I was connected so deeply back to that this week when um, either Mike or Allison said in one of the FSC panels that uh, they said that there's this narrative of all of us being exploited when really it's the society that exploits us Mm. and I think Allie Knox had an amazing story about that in one of the panels. She told her story of several years ago when she went to go buy a house. She has a legitimate business. She had all of her paperwork. She had the money. She had everything done properly. And when she went to go get a loan, a mortgage, they wouldn't give it to her because she was a 
porn star. She was in sex work. And therefore, she had to put the house in her husband's name, who is now her ex-husband. And the definition of trafficking is not giving one control of one's own funds. <laughs> and you can see how this very easily leads to people being exploited to sex workers having other people controlling their finances and their work and their situation. I mean, the U.S. government not giving sex workers control over their own bank accounts and making it so fucking hard for them to exist it literally creates space for other people to take control because sex work is going to exist. It always has. And it always will. And the people who are actually trying to do it right, the people who are actually trying to do it ethically and healthily are being shut out of the fucking conversation. They have to fight to exist themselves, much less like make things better for fellow sex workers and, and humans everywhere. <laughs> well, that's what they were saying in one of the banking panels was like every only fan transaction is getting flagged now. But if you're going after sex trafficking, how do you differentiate between what's sex trafficking and what's not? And so that's what they were trying to say is that we're not fighting against it. We actually want to work with you and build these legislations around what we know actually works rather than building this thing against us, fighting against us using ways that just don't work, that you're actually just targeting everybody. And this work is so vast in sex work. Like you could be sitting on a cake, you could be, you know, doing so all sorts of things, but it affects everybody. And that's what we found with the the banking what I found with the banking panel so important to hear was that one one of the quotes. Yeah, no, at the at the panel, FSC, people from FSC were telling us about how they went to legislators in some southern district and they said, We're so happy that you came to talk with us about this and you put it in the light of human rights. Because while porn is something that none of us can get behind. Human rights is something that all of us can get behind. People don't even know this is a thing. Like yeah. they have no no clue. People have no idea. No that, idea what's like, going on. Situation like Allie Knox's is happening, which literally is making the situation fucking worse. <laughs> or even just like sex worker bank accounts being shut down so out being, of nowhere, just getting a letter. Not having access to their to money. fucking money. <laughs> like, what is that doing to people? Like, do you care about the safety? A very practical example of this that I learned 10 years ago in the red light district, there are buttons, there are panic buttons in the rooms. And they only open from the inside. So the sex worker's deciding who gets to come in. There's panic buttons. And if somebody gets cross acts out of line in the red light district, they can press these buttons and these fucking alarms go off. And the sex workers who are there are autonomous. They are making decisions who they work with. And they're protected. They're safe. If somebody acts out of line, that person's going to get fucked. And how many stories have we heard of women not only fucking sex workers women not it, it trickles down like what were you wearing when it happened you know oh you were we heard a story at a, at a panel of a dancer of a stripper she was dancing and something happened and she what was she gonna do call the police like is she gonna call the police and and they're gonna say what like oh well, you're stripping mm. you're a fucking whore what are you wearing like you don't have rights when we don't have rights like, We're we are not safe. protected. We are not safe. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's what fucking grinds me. Like, do not sing the, the fucking song of safety when you can't even give a person basic rights and, and allow them, create a space where they can make their own decisions and be safe in it. That's what's being attacked is sexual identity and free sexual expression. And free sexual expression. It's not only making it unsafe, it's also attacking sexual expression. Mm. It's telling us what to do with our bodies, how, and in what manner. And the safety that we find is within our community. 
it's that's where we find like you spoke about we find the most consent the most mm-hmm. non-judgment the most the education most, the most intelligence, intelligence like the most just motivated people like they're in this and they're copying it from all directions family friends god i'm the same as you like i mm-hmm. just came out on instagram just before expiz was like this is the right time for me to drop that I'm a sex worker publicly I don't know how this is gonna go but here we are and I was like ready for it because I'm going into that authentic self and when you have that experience it brings you to what's more important is the community within mm-hmm. and we saw that so much in the panels like and we yeah. felt that and when you're part of that energy it was so special to experience especially as like someone as an outsider from it you are not an I'm outsider in it. You're, you're, you're in it you're I'm in, in it, it now <laughs> but people end up in it in so many different in so ways. many ways and they're doing it in so many different ways right and you you made a comment um about that how you might be selling feet pics or you know doing things creating on the internet you're a full service but we're all we're all same. sex workers. We're all the same. We're all the same. Yeah. And we're so all in this together. In this together. And if we go one goes down, we all go down and all of it. We felt that this week. We did. I felt reignited in that sense. And that actually is a good point that I think is really funny because I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who like women who have been like, Yeah, I've sold a couple of feet pics, you know, but would adamantly judge or be against a full service sex worker. Or the people that watch porn. Or, yeah. And if, like, but- <laughs> if you watch porn and you don't support sex workers, riots, sex worker riots, sex worker, you are a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> and, like, you're just kind of a trash human. Like, if you fucking talk shit on porn stars and sex workers and then go home and hate wank to this shit, like, you're trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fucking pay for your porn and respect porn stars. Like, and then what happened after that convention? They said um, one of the... One of oh, shit. Yeah, no, they, they said literally after that meeting with the conservative uh, legislators that one of them hit the girl up on OnlyFans like, hey, remember me? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I find so fucking brilliant is the fact again like I've always said this shit is all around us it's all inside of us it's projected in all of our relationships our thoughts and our feelings about ourselves and about sex and about this space but I've experienced personally my subs that I've worked with who have been in repressive oppressive environments and have not been able to express themselves freely and they have to work to feel free and okay enough with themselves to be able to engage and get deeper with me as I'm working with them as a dom Um, and I see them like actually become better fucking humans because they're able to engage with this side of themselves and this part of themselves in this safer, safer way. And so one of the things I've been focused on recently is making the world a better place by putting like men on their fucking knees. And that is so still true. However, for me, this week really ignited the fire in me to actually get back to my roots and get back to making it safer for sex workers Mm. and all of us Mm -hmm. you know whether we're selling feet pictures and we want to make a couple extra dollars off of our god-given feet which is our god-given fucking right unless we want to do that or unless we want to go fuck for money and go through grad school or whether empowering industry like what I've seen and what I've felt in my own journey is the empowerment that you can receive by choosing what choosing. to do with your sexuality. Choosing what to do with your sexuality <laughs> and your time and your job. And honestly, like, it's hilarious to me that people would say that sex workers are selling their bodies and they're disempowered and they're, <laughs> you know, being taken advantage of. I'm sorry, nothing's more disempowering than poverty and being told what to fucking do every day and hating your fucking life every second that shit's disempowering like fucking having bomb sex making great money feeling fucking good feeling good about your body <laughs> making your own motherfucking saying schedule no to what you don't want saying no to what you don't want saying fuck yes to what you do want <laughs> Uh, that's empowering as shit. Yeah, and, and being able to be yourself and, and being, being yourself. loved for it. Yes, and being loved for it, being accepted for it, because nobody knows 
more than sex workers, that there is something for everyone <laughs> and that I can literally just be me. <laughs> and it's not going to be everybody's sauce, but it's going to be a lot of people's sauce. It'll be someone. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I really, I really am so grateful and inspired by so much of the work that's being done. You know, the the Free Speech Coalition, FSC, they are working on the formation of a credit union because they believe in free and fair access to banking, which speaking of, if you are a sex worker or not, just give a fuck about the access to free and fair banking. Human rights. Human rights. <laughs> Please go fill out their survey, uh, freespeechcoalition.com slash survey. Them, the New Moon Network, Woodhall mm. Foundation. The Cupcake Girls. Doing their hot girl hot shit. Hot girl shit. Honest. Every, open. Transparent. Fuck yes. <laughs> what they say? In hopes of health and healing. In hopes of health and healing. That's yes. like one of the beautiful things about this week also that I don't know if people would necessarily expect. Is like we had on Thursday, there was like a six hour, five hour wellness space offered up by Pineapple Support. And Pineapple Support's an organization that I actually know of through Sext Panther because as a model on Sext Panther, I have free access to counseling and therapy through Pineapple Support. And so they're also doing incredible work in this space to support sex workers they had a sound bath and <laughs> yeah there was a breath work they the food Yoga, they gave the food us was lunch amazing. was yeah. like a pokey bowl they brought lemonade which anyone in la like fucking knows like that's that that's juice. real that's oh. love <laughs> <laughs> they treated us well and we had like cute little branded shorts and they, i think they were doing yoga there was mm -hmm. hypnotism uh, hypnotherapy Reiki, massage we're gonna get a massage yeah. and I was laughing at the end how <laughs> I gave up a massage and sound bath healing my spots there so I could go watch more panels because of how much I was interested in this like I was absorbing so much and I was like I can't miss the last one no, <laughs> even it, for wellness no I know I felt <laughs> thank I was... you pineapple support <laughs> but it was too important <laughs> the last panel was full of scholars who ranged from Constance Penley who teaches porn pornography at USC Santa Barbara and she is an icon in this world she has paved the way for so many of us and not just sex work that's like what I want people to understand like fucking women and humans everywhere like freedom the freedom to be and experience pleasure and and consent and adult activities and <laughs> femininity um, and also uh, Marielle Miller Young was there who has a slew of incredible works to check out a taste of brown sugar vibration nation feminist porn book there was a geographer there were people across all industries which again brings me back to how amazing it was there were in health and wellness and sociology scholars up there talking about that and it was just so amazing to see people from across all industries coming together in this one because it's such an important one mm -hmm. it's all it's at the front of so much it's at the front of culture of innovation and knowing that though it's also incredible to see that even people who want to study sex history and make sure that sex history goes in the archives because sex history is history. The way that they have fought, the way that they have been defunded, the way that they have to scrape to get the funding to be able to do this and to do what they love to fight for us, for all of us. It was fucking inspiring. It was, yeah, it was really inspiring. And it made me understand why I felt the weight uh, going into XBiz, the weight of being free to exist and also speaking about it and encouraging others uh, to do it as well because it's a huge fucking fight. It's a huge fight that's been going on for a long fucking time. Which, talking about my experience having a networking conversation at one of our mixes <laughs> and I think I know where you're going yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm networking and we're, we're trying to figure out what each other do and how we're here and <laughs> 
we get pushed over with the bar, the the open bar. Also it didn't gets knock over. over. It didn't. It get didn't knock over, over, but it got pushed a little bit across. It with. was jolted. It was jolted. <laughs> <laughs> because Queen Lo over here was dumbing a man with her thighs. <laughs> with my to- huge thighs. <laughs> Putting them in the middle of his, his large thigh and yeah. her two small thighs. Well, he and- was challenging me yeah. and I, you know, I always respond to a challenge. She was showing him who was boss. And, uh, and he and- about got my knee in the nuts. <laughs> and I'm trying to explain to this woman... Yeah, we have this podcast and Queen Lo, she talks about her experience as a dom. Meanwhile, the experience of a dom is actually happening right in front of her. And this woman, she came from a porn studio um, and we started having a conversation after, which was a great lead into, oh, so this this is Queen Lo. <laughs> she does the podcast. <laughs> and I, I said to Lo after this conversation how we got to change her perspective of the work that we are trying to normalise and talk mm-hmm. about, bringing in wellness and tantra and sacred sexuality and um, how the BDSM world is so misunderstood and the kink community. And you could see her her perspective changing and how she connected to it so personally through having a daughter and how Mm -hmm. that's their inspiration. Uh, And I said afterwards, I was like, it's, it's just really nice to feel that how we've been able to translate it and communicate it to even people in this industry Mm -hmm. of that passion that you have and that why that you bring to it. And this woman hearing it from me, but then seeing you (laughs) and this, this tiny beautiful thin woman doming a man <laughs> at a bar in the middle of a mixer networking mixer like only at xbiz <laughs> actually no not only at xbiz that's why i'm a professional now because i, Anywhere. I, had, to, I had to find a space to put it in yeah. because you know like... you're just in your element that <laughs> the work never stops for the queen the work never stops but this woman she got to experience it she comes from a porn background but like we we saw a lot of these men even in porn that have been there for a long time Mm -hmm. don't understand our mission and this work about how you actually talk about it. And it was nice to see someone who wasn't mainstream, who still had knowledge of the industry, but connect to it so deeply, I think was really powerful as well. I hear what you mean. It was really cool to talk to people within the industry who were so interested in the spiritual health wellness bringing that into it more and it was fascinating to me how many times I had conversations about chastity for example like with porno stars <laughs> you know like or with people like Gustavo uh, the editor for Xbiz he um, who was amazing he moderated a lot of the panels and was awesome big thanks to Gustavo and the whole Xbiz team but uh, my chastity episode is going to be dedicated to him um, <laughs> because you know I'm like people who are in this industry for so long and have never really thought about chastity deeply you know they just see a cage and and laugh like oh why ha, would they ha. like why that? would they do that like why would you? i mean literally like huge porn producers that i talk to who like this is their business are now because of conversations you know questioning why would they do that um is it you know is it supposed to be just humiliating and i of course love chastity because i think it connects deeply to some spiritual practices that I'm not going to even get into right now and I'm going to lure you into another episode (laughs) but it was it was really cool getting to share our perspective and actually seeing people resonate with it like and witnessing you in your dominance and like (laughs) and then she speaks to you this woman like you turn around you're like hi and then she speaks to you and you're like this soft, feminine, divine woman. like, And for her to be able to witness both and for these men to witness both where we... We held ourselves, and we went, le- and we learn, and we we came. We showed up at breakfast at eight a.m. every day. We yeah, were like, we did. We were fucking up, you know, man. <laughs> we, we did well this week, even if we were out at these mixes networking. <laughs> and to see us in that space, and then also to see you in public in your dominance, I think like <laughs> it really says a lot to <laughs> what we are trying to share Fuck here. Yeah. Of that, like you can be both, even if you're a submissive or dominant, and. 
we shared that message a lot this week to bringing it into that wellness space Mm of, hey, like, let's normalize this conversation, but like, who else can we bring into it? Mm -hmm. And what about how there's this sacred sexuality tantra community or um, the ethical non-monogamy community, the consent community? Mm -hmm. God, they would feel so welcomed with us. Like a (laughs) hundred and it's about bridging, like bringing the community together Together, intersectionality it's a collective fight yeah between everyone in the industry but also just people in general like and wanting to be healthy and it was beautiful to see so much of that already there yeah so why don't you share what was like one of the highlights for you this week (laughs) (laughs) I love this (laughs) I had a moment at the winter wonderland lingerie party uh, my first, I don't wear lingerie much, so that's one big thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've started to do more, obviously, now that I'm in this work, because it makes me feel good. Fuck yeah. Um, but I, well, we went out into Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> to a club in just some lingerie, <laughs> and I was feeling hot. I was like, yeah, cool. Because you looked hot. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked red. I was feeling red, and I had a moment where I was dancing in the booth with you and Emily, and our friend was videoing us, <laughs> and I closed my eyes, and I just had this sense of liberation of me dancing there with my two girlfriends, feeling so free and empowered and liberated in my body. I was smiling from ear to ear. I hadn't drank a touch of alcohol. (laughs) I was just dancing and no one had come up to me. No one had approached me. No one had touched me inappropriately. Mm -mm. And I just felt it was one of these most euphoric, liberated feelings of being able to dance so freely at a club with my booty out. With your (laughs) amazing booty out. (laughs) I was shaking that thing and I felt like I was in my body. And I I remember saying, I think to Emily, it feels amazing (laughs) to feel in my body. (laughs) I remember you saying that 100%. Yeah, which is a whole backstory of why. (laughs) Which we definitely need to do. But that was such a beautiful moment for me to be after this week of feeling respected and belong, like found a sense of belonging to then feel so comfortable and beautiful in my body that I could be free just shaking it at a club (laughs) and not giving a fuck. (laughs) Yes, fuck yeah. And I wish that, like, I don't think that you need to have to be a sex worker you shouldn't to have to be a sex that. worker to experience you that. You shouldn't have to be a sex worker to experience that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember I went out I went out to smoke a spliff and I'm literally on Hollywood Boulevard fucking steps, just fucking dick stomping steps away from the church that I used to volunteer <laughs> staff at. And I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> shit, fuck. Like, the fuck. irony. The irony. <laughs> but I've I feel safer and more of the ability to be uh, myself and free and I can be hot and spiritual and sexual and professional and intelligent and wild. I can be all of those things all at once and Mm -hmm. I am a human being, not a fucking sex object and not just a fucking sinner, you know? Or being exploited. (laughs) Or I'm not being exploited. Yeah, like this is actually me choosing to get to do this and have fun. And fucking feels good. And choosing to go home (laughs) with my girls and that be that. Like all of, every bit of that is my fucking choice and that Mm. is so hot and empowering and this is a community filled with people who also recognize that and are fighting for that. And even though a lot of people in this world are fighting against them, the people in this industry are fighting for those people too. They're fighting for those people to be free as well, to have the freedom and the ability to express themselves however the fuck they want. Yeah, I definitely felt leaving this week really inspired by everyone I met, by everyone I heard, by the 
the women leading these amazing organizations mm-hmm. that I now want my subs to donate to. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> also, shout out to Savannah at New Moon Network. Yeah, I, I want Savannah to be my are, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you. Be my dummy mommy. <laughs> the way you hold yourself and speak and oh. articulate. There were so many moments this week where I think I turned to you and I was like, she's amazing. Yeah, no. That's like, so true. This is amazing. 100%. <laughs> the way these like people can just, they're so well spoken and some of them don't come from sex work backgrounds they are just advocates advocates because of the advocates passion and, and how much they believe yeah they believe in it and I feel so much closer to finding my community and there is so much inspiration in that for me to do better for me to learn and go on my journey mm-hmm. um exploring my sexuality and it's made me super excited for what's to come for even the queendom yeah like, we we fucking killed it this week. <laughs> we did. On. We killed it and it was so much fun. We and had so much fun. I am so <laughs> lit up this year to get more involved in the community and in the advocacy aspect of what I do. Um, well, we already are with Sunday Fair. Shout out to Sunday shout Fair. Out, Casey shout out Warner. to Sunday Fair, past organization, making it safer for people to get tested. Yeah. And age health, access, offering free 24 hour testing um, in LA. Uh, testing turnaround they always have a doctor on a doctor available i mean just so many incredible organizations that are actually making it safe and they want to do it holistically too (laughs) holistically yeah Yeah. looking at the whole person uh, which is so important and i think yeah looking at the entire person is you know you you think you wouldn't have to mention that but unfortunately and the thing that came out of that last day the most the message that i i wrote down the most important thing is free speech Yes, and free so speech. What are we doing? <laughs> we are fucking speaking <laughs> freely, and uh, I'm getting in touch with attorneys that I met there because I fucking incriminate myself in some ways on this fucking podcast on a weekly basis in the name of free speech and health and happiness and getting fucked. <laughs> on that note, I think this is a great place to to end this. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, we had to like narrow down kind of even the angles that we were going to take this conversation Ooh. because we could be here until next week. And I've got to go put sluts on their fucking knees. So we don't have time for that. <laughs> and you, this one has a flight tonight. Uh, there will definitely be more conversations that come from our week at XBiz. And also, if you are a part of this community, if we met at XBiz or if you are a sex worker, Um, or have a story to share. That's what I'm doing here. That's what the queendom is doing here, is wanting to share stories, tell stories in order to not only destigmatize our work, but destigmatize parts of humanity Mm. that are fucking real and important and beautiful And like I said earlier, my hope is that talking about this shit, talking about putting clothespins on my on my subs dick and who you see tomorrow, (laughs) I am seeing my sub tomorrow. (laughs) I am going to physically put my own clothespins on his cock. So I'm going to definitely revisit. We'll revisit that. But those Um, lived experiences, those lived experiences, you know, there's shit about sex in pop culture and in movies and in news. Something I believe Mike Sibyl said is that porn and the adult industry is worse without us in it. Like we need to be in the conversation about sex, about trafficking, about what healthy porn consumption looks like. Education. Education. We need to be at that table. We need to have a seat at that fucking table. If you're not at the table, you can't get the fucking menu. You can't look at the (laughs) menu. You can't change the shitty menu. And so that's part of why I'm here and what we're doing. And so if you are a sex worker, if I met you at XBiz or not and have a story to share, please reach out to hello at thyqueendom.com. And for the rest of you, keep it fucking slutty. <laughs> As always, uh, you know where to find me, thyqueendom.com. Reach out to me or just uh, send me a picture of your cock in a cage. <laughs> Don't forget to love and support us with, uh, what are they doing? A review? A rate. And this is my first time doing this. Oh, so. yes. I mean, oh you're better God. at it than me. I'm like, never. I'm just like, whatever. I just put it out into the void Don't and then it's there. Like, ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> rate, review, follow, subscribe. <laughs> this might be the first time I've even done this. I'm a <laughs> shitty fucking I'm the podcast manager. This is where I. She's it. my fucking momager. And on that note, too, why don't you also tell the people where they can find you and your uh, spicy things that you have available these days <laughs> well, so like hey goddess grandma. annalise's mom hey mom my grandma's also listening to this what up grandma <laughs> i told her she asked me about my meetings this week and i was like yeah men are gonna be kissing my feet and worshiping them and she's like that's interesting <laughs> The kissing and worshiping part. And I was like, oh, Grandma. That's the best part. Uh, well, the best part I probably wouldn't tell Grandma, to be honest. Okay, we're wrapping this up. Where can the people find you? Okay. <laughs> I'm Goddess Annalisa on Twitter at adore underscore Annalisa. That's A-N-N-A-L-I-S-A. Such a rhythmic tune. <laughs> Thank you, mom and dad, <laughs> for all of those double letters. Love you. <laughs> and my Instagram is the same, goddess Annalisa. It's all going to be in the show notes. Yeah, it's going to be in the show notes. And so I'm just, I'm really just asking her so that you guys hear the fact <laughs> that she has shit and that you can go follow. Um, but practically no one's getting out their fucking pen and paper right now. So no. like go down on the show notes where you can find too many goddess double letters. An- <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> where you can find goddess Annalisa's information and also um, information about Free Speech Coalition, Cupcake Girls, Woodhall Foundation. Pineapple Support. Pineapple Support. Pass, Sunday Pass, Fair. Sunday Fair, New Moon, Network, New Moon Network. All of them support 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 someone said you don't have to be rich to be a philanthropist you sure as shit you can don't. still support the mission i call myself a philanthropist all the time except i'm just anyways <laughs> never mind all right keep it fucking slutty bitches <laughs> we will see you next week right here on that queendom motherfucking come what you waiting for she's got what you need while you over there Queendom Come is a production of TQC LLC, music by Guillermo Jamont Jr. and LDK. All stories and audio used with permission. Names and details have been changed to protect the sluts involved.